Okay, it's recording. So, like, like you were saying um, earlier, that uh, the second and third act was a turnoff for you, so? I'm thinking of ending things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we just began. <laughs> I know, but I'm thinking of ending things. Mm-hmm. It's a movie, of course. All right, so, yeah, second and third act was, it's more the third act. Mm-hmm. Because it was a little harder for me to realize what it meant. Mm-hmm. I can't stand when I have to quiet my mind or allow more things to take place before I can actually grasp what's happening here. Right, right. But let's go to the first quarter. Um, okay. So there was a question that I asked you off the record earlier. Mm-hmm. Did this girl die when she got in the car? Die? Well, no. No. And my theory is she never existed to begin with. Never existed? Yeah, the, 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 story, the story from my point of view was the guy. This was the guy's story, and she was a character in that story. Mm-hmm. And... The reason why I say that is, from a simple thing, actually, I just noticed it. You know, I've watched it twice, well, one and a half times. Mm-hmm. Is that, even though they clearly said her name. No, they didn't. They actually did. They, they did. It was in, um, in, in, a, in a home, they said her name. The first time they said her name was in the house. When the guy said her name. Oh, this is, and he said her name. This is Lucia. Right. And then, but... The caption always kept it as young woman. Yes. Almost like a secondary caption. Now, it'll say his, in the caption, it'll say his name. Jake. Jake. But even though they said her name, the caption still say young woman. Almost like she was just a part of the background. Well, given mm. that using captions to get that piece of information was a bit of a cheat. Because, you know, captions are optional. Mm-hmm. So I think we got a little bit of a cheat because we like I like to watch my stuff with captions, mm-hmm. even when it doesn't make sense. But whatever. Um, I totally think she existed, mm-hmm. and I also kind of think that it's through her eyes mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, due to the fact that everybody else in the story had set names and she didn't. Mm-hmm. And she has three names. Did you notice? Three names? Yep. Yeah, uh, Mabel. Nope. What? Which one? Lucia, which is her actual name. Mm-hmm. Her nickname, Lucy. Mm-hmm. And Yvonne. Yvonne? Yes. I didn't catch Yvonne. Yvonne was the name of the waitress. Oh, there was okay. a little short film that the mm-hmm. janitor was watching. Right. And I thought the name of the diner was very odd. What was it? Red Line. Mm. Do you know anything about Red Lines metaphysically? Red Lines? Damn, vaguely. What came to hmm. me was limitations. Mm-hmm. If you see a red line, it automatically tells you, stop. Don't cross it. Right. So given that this was a little film offshoot, totally, as you would think, unrelated to the film, that it's a, it's a hard break from what's really happening. Right. And speaking of hard breaks, what do you think this movie is about? In a hole? On a hole. In a hole. Um, not in a hole. Not around a hole. <laughs> not through the hole. But on the, the hole. On the hole with a W. Cornhole. Hole. Um, I think this was a, again, I may sound like a broken record here, but I do think it was about 
one's discovery to navigate choices in one's mind. I really believe this whole ordeal was um was taking place in the mind and everything. And one reason why I think that is because you see how during the film like when something really odd happens, she doesn't respond accord like one would respond. You know? Okay. It's almost like when you dream, you know something is real, but you're like, okay. When you know something is weird, you're like, eh. Right. So it feels like it, it was a play. And I think every character in the movie was representing a certain element of the mind, of the, the guy. Um, and and it, it's really interesting that you see it from her perspective as being the main mm-hmm. character. And I see it from his perspective as being the main character, which only explains a good film. You know what I mean? Okay. You know what I mean? When, because when, there's that opportunity where mm-hmm. two people can look at the same thing. Right. And totally different. And I definitely ways. see where you're coming from, too, you know? Yeah. Well, see, I was half right. Mm-hmm. But with your oh, we, we, input, mm-hmm. it's totally correct. Because, right. you know what I think the movie's about? Mm. Schizophrenia. Absolutely. Welcome to the wonderful world of schizophrenia. Absolutely. And I was getting there. Oh, look at us in sync. Ooh. Yay, but no, I was definitely getting there. Like, yeah, it, it was about schizophrenia. This is from the perspective of a schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. And you can tell from the mood swings from everybody in the film. From the dad, from the mom. Like, how she, she was just... High, low, high, low. The dude just getting rage fits, and and her even her when she's doing her her monologues, her voice almost changed. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Her voice mm-hmm. almost changed. She get very, right. very like her whole physical demeanor almost changed to a whole different person. Yes, and at one point it did. And you uh, didn't it, even it did. notice. I didn't notice the first time. I didn't notice it I at all. Know, wait a minute, is that? Oh, it's mm-hmm. fine. Right, and, and I think everything, and none of, you know, they gave it away from this being a story of the subconscious is that they were always in the constant surrounding of black until they got into a destination mm-hmm. or until they got into the tunnels of the mind, which was the school. The school was the tunnels of the mind. And the whole, most of the movies were them driving in pure darkness. And uh, you'll see like one, like a light flash by, you know, like one or two or so. And, I um, think that like that stops that passes by like that, it might be a memory. Mm-hmm. And I think it's uh very interesting that you mentioned, you know, the drives. The drive, even though it's encompassed in black, by the time they got to the Turry Town, I guess it's called Tur- the ice cream yeah, shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the girl told her you could stay here. You don't have to move forward. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that the drives is time. Mm-hmm. Time on a path to schizophrenia mm. plus other mental illnesses. Sure. Because I, I felt like I was looking at an episode played out in Hundred Acre Wood. Never seen that one. No, no, no. That's that's Winnie the Pooh reference. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Because if you know, if you've heard the the background theory for Winnie the Pooh. Oh yeah, I, remember, I heard about that. that yeah. yeah, each character has a mental illness, mm-hmm. and this is all in the mind of Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin, who right. is also suffering a mental illness, mm-hmm. maybe two or three. So at this point, I'm looking at this movie. As Lucia, Lucy, Yvonne, let's throw in the fact, let's throw in her possibly being Mabel. Mm-hmm. Mabel was totally unrelated to me because she was just talking about someone in a in a movie, right. in a play. Mm-hmm. So we got three personalities. Okay? Lucia, Lucy, and Yvonne. How I found out about Lucy... How I found out about Lucia, how I found out about Yvonne, they're all calling her on the phone. Mm-hmm. All those missed calls she was getting, if you look at it, mm. it says Lucy, it says Lucia, and the last person to call was Yvonne. 
Did you happen to get what it was saying on the recording? Yes. We'll get to that in a mm-hmm. minute. Um, so we got somebody who's split in three minds. Mm-hmm. Going down a time tube in this darkness, in this drive, where pieces of memory are just kind of floating by in light. Um, even they're talking about things in memory. Because they seem to be a little too in sync. Mm-hmm. Anytime she'll think about something, he's like, what are you thinking? Right. So now, that makes me think that she started out as three. Now she's six. Mm-hmm. Because Jake. Mm-hmm. Seven. Jake, his parents, and the dog. And the janitor. The janitor is Jake. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was going to get into that mm-hmm. part, too, because there's a lot of dual roles here. Mm-hmm. There's definitely an example of duality happening here. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, this is the journey of a young woman going through schizophrenia, going through manic depressive disorder, going through dementia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, dementia is portrayed by the dad. The mom, she has tinnitus. Like, mm-hmm. there's a buzzing or a ringing found in the ears. It's a, it's a, it's not a mental disorder per se, but there's a mental disorder that could lead to that being a symptom. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one yet. If you know anything about her behavior and what, which one it might be, feel free. But, um, yeah, she, she's even symbolized, you know, like, she's just symbolized overall as schizophrenia. Um, mm-hmm. Jake, I forgot what Jake is suffering from. Maybe illusions of grandeur as far as I know. Um, let's see. Let me check my notes here. Yeah, I'm cheating. I'm using notes. <laughs> I don't care, people. I don't care. I just want to bring you guys the information. You don't care. I sure don't. Um, Jake, if if Jake really suffered from anything, it's of having a heavy masculine presence in that split mind frame. Mm-hmm. Because he's emotionally unavailable. You notice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's definitely emotionally unavailable. He doesn't connect to his mother. His father kind of take him or leave him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of the things that just kind of you know, um, confirmed it for me. Mm-hmm. The fact that he kind of dissociates himself. He's like, oh, I'm just bringing you to see my parents. I do love them to a point, but when they get a little out of line, I can't connect with them. I have to, I have right. to pull myself away from them because it's too much. Mm-hmm. But given the fact that he's comfortable enough to bring this girl to see these people. Right. I feel like they're all the same person. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, she doesn't react a certain way to things that occur. Well, one would normally... Yeah, it's almost like, like oh, fuck? just another day in my crazy-ass mind. Right. Not to say that people who suffer from schizophrenia are crazy. Um, they They will lash out and they will do things in a way that seems crazy, but... That's them trying to navigate through their version of reality. Mm-hmm. How I know I have a... My paternal grandmother suffered from schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Um, what also made me realize that they were one and the same was the stuff in his old room. Mm-hmm. The things on the bookshelves. There were certain names on... Names of books. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that the poem she recited in the car, she found that in the book. Mm-hmm. As well as the picture of him as a kid. She's like, no, that's me. Right. Right. So, the interesting things I found on this shelf. Because, yes, I wrote them down. Okay, so there's a book on that shelf called The Humming Effect. Mm-hmm. His mom with the tinnitus. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. She said it was like a buzzing, right. but then she said kind of like a hum or a whisper. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. Um, the movie, A Beautiful Mind, was on the show. Oh, yeah? I thought that was fun. Um, the book Ice, the one that they were talking about mm-hmm. later. She's like, like, did you read it? And when she's like, no, I didn't read it, I was like, yeah, you're a liar. Because mm. you're one and the same person. If right. it's if it's in his room and, you know, you guys are a divided mind, there probably is a part of you that don't remember reading it. Because mm-hmm. there were pieces of time, even when they got back in the car, there were pieces of time missing. Because she didn't realize she drank that much. I didn't see her drinking. Right, me either. I only seen her, actually, I only seen her had that one drink mm-hmm. when she was sitting in between the windows and it was snow. It was just quiet. Right. That's what made me think that it's her story. Mm-hmm. Even that part where everybody disappeared and it was just her. Mm-hmm. And then she talked about, I grew up in a farmhouse. I went to a rural school. I felt like it was her story. Yeah, it was interesting in that in her saying that rural, uh, uh, rural school. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Again, that's how I kind of figure everybody is one and the same. Okay. And, and it's kind of like when you see him, you see her. When you see her, it's just one person. I know we see them as two, but it's just one person experiencing the situation. But sometimes through the perspective of the other one that's in charge or whatever case yeah. may be. But she said something interesting. She was like, when I was driving, she was like, basically she said, I grew up in an apartment. But then later she was like, I grew up in a, on the farm. You know what I mean? Yeah. To let you know again, like... Her, her multiple personalities mm-hmm. it collapses on each other. Yes. And um and so that, again that's why she was like that that's that's me. Right. Um or she'll say when the guy was like um Ames he called her basically Amy she's like is that my name? Ooh. Because it's so many layers of yeah. who is in control and um from the from the guy the reason why why I think the story was about the guy was from the final shot the last uh, scene where he was he he pretty much collapsed these realities he was like um if you listen to the lyrics of that song it's talking about love but it also could be talking about the decision to no longer chase oh you mean the one when he's up on the stage talking about he's in a lonely room right with a backdrop that looks exactly like his bedroom right mm-hmm. and i think he i think if you listen to the song he was pretty much saying like He's no longer gonna try to find the love. Right. He's gonna wake up, and then and that's when the applause happen. Yeah. And I think metaphorically, that's when whomever this character, maybe nobody's this character, maybe you haven't even seen who it really is, but that's when he wakes. You see how he fades to blue, like he waking up from whatever stupor that he's in. I'll talk about that blue in a minute, but let's go back to this bookshelf. So, there was a viewfinder which I thought was funny. Um, how she's supposed to be, what kind of science, science? Uh, a physicist. Right. So there was all kind of science books up mm-hmm. there. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. We could sign up. When that pig was walking the old man, Ooh. he called him a physicist. So that, again, let you know, he's like, you're a physicist, uh-huh. you should know. Right. Let you know, it's, it's, they're all the same. Okay. Now, there was a book on the, on the shelf called The Supposedly Fun Thing I'll Never Do It. Mm. You remember they mentioned it at the end? Oh, about the um, about the ice cream shop. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's another book called Unforgettable Mishaps. Futile efforts at success. Lasting memories of sorrow. Mm. Abandoned friendship. And then there's that book that she found with her poem in it. It was called Rotten Perfect Teeth. Mm. So, if anything, there's always a running theme. When you watch movies and you want to get the metaphysical part of it, always check bookshelves. Mm -hmm. Always check um, soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Certain songs that they allow to play convey certain messages. So, given that all of these books 
were named this way, maybe it's attached to each one of these people, mm-hmm. what they're dealing with. Right. So I thought all of that was interesting. I had to pause to get all of them names, all that stuff. I was like, ha, huh, okay. Mm-hmm. That, that, that explains a lot. I need a therapist for that one. It's a little crazy too because I, I I didn't think like I thought this would be a super difficult one to decode and there are elements of it that mm-hmm. I want to dive into but I, I'll do that in my personal time. Oh, but but just, I want to hear all of it. I haven't even I haven't even gotten the thought yet. Like about the pig and the lambs and the Ugh. I wanted to get into all that kind of stuff, but um I never I I didn't see it as being mm-hmm. a um mental health thing. Oh, yeah. But the more we're talking, the more we're, like, sharing. I'm like, yeah, this this was a, a definite um, play on um, on mental health. And in their monologue sometimes, you know, throughout the movie, they would talk about TV and television. And I wonder if they were making a social point with that, how... You know, television and movies create a false narrative about life. They did like two or three times brought up like TV mm-hmm. and uh, or what have you. And then a couple of times, you seen that scene that shot before they got to the parents' house when they were driving, and the camera, the cinemat- the cinematography was actually really good too. Mm-hmm. The camera shots was really good. Okay. When they showed her, the, the, the camera kind of panned outside the car towards the back seat, and she turned around and looked right into the camera. See she looked. It, it was almost startling when she did it. I was like, "Oh shit!" Ooh. It's before they got to the mom house. I was like, does she see us? And then when she was telling that, she was saying her poem, I believe. Right. She just gazed into the camera. Yeah. Like right, right into your, to your freaking eyes, you know. Right. So. Um, another clue that made me realize that Jake and Lucia are one and the same. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Well, there were three things that I noticed. At dinner, nice little spread of food, including this raggedy-ass ham with the... <laughs> they, they said mm-hmm. all that, you know, maggots ate up the mm-hmm. home, the pigs alive. All right. Then they plopped that food up. Well, the food was already on the table, and, you know, the uh, mom was like, yeah, everything's fresh on the farm. I'm like, I mm-hmm. felt like a Muslim for it. Right. So... Sometime, like the spread that was there, did you realize that nobody ate? Oh, I didn't pay attention to they, it. They, they, they took the food out of the things and they put it on their plate. Mm-hmm. Nobody took a bite though. Wow. Yeah, I didn't notice that. The first real meal, the first real something to eat that they had, which also made me realize that they were one of the same, the Yule log that they had for dessert, right? Mm-hmm. Lucia fed Jake. She didn't eat any, but she fed Jake. Oh, yeah. She said she wouldn't turn down chocolate. She would never turn down chocolate. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Jake's getting fed Mm -hmm. off the Yule log, Mm -hmm. even though it's his favorite dessert. Right. right. I was like, Mm -hmm. ooh, they are the same person. Same person. Um, uh, I remember the the attic. I'm just sitting here here thinking, Mm -hmm. you know. um, Basement. Right, and and so if you if you're thinking like they're in a mine, I, I think I think uh, <laughs> that was the sub subconscious the mine. sunken place the sunken place. That's exactly what I was thinking. Because when they when they went down there, I <laughs> guess we when she's down there, things would start making sense, and that's why Jake didn't want her down there. Because when she when she went down there in the washing machine, if you noticed, know that there was a janitor. Shirt she had down there in the washing yep. machine. There was many janitor shirts. In right, there. the same one from that janitor at the school, uh-huh. whom she never met before at right. that point. Right. And then there were her paintings there. Yes. With oh Jake's my name on it. Oh. You know what I mean? So yes. they, they, so definitely they didn't really want them, uh, which I thought her to was, be on that level. Which I thought was funny because when mom said, "Oh yeah, Jake paints too," Jake was like, "Oh." Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And, and right, and I, I kind of think Jake, man, I really believe this story is about Jake. I believe Jake was aware of everything, 
that's why when whenever she'll say about to say like my anything he'll he'll say something else for her not to say it. So I think he was in control and he knew exactly what this layout was, mm. but he needed her to participate in it. Because mm. every time she'll say something like, or, or he'll say, oh, "What you just said," like, or she'll say, "I'm thinking about," he's like, "Oh, tonight we're here," right? To cut it off. Yeah. And then when the girl that asked you was, was trying to school her about what's going on, you're like, "Hey, t- time to go, t- t- time to go." I think those, the two girls that was giggling in the ice cream shop. I think they represent distractions or ideas. Mm-hmm. The other girl is more of a... Well, yeah, those two are distractions, and I think the other one is like an idea. It's like a little bit of reality immersed in the foolishness that is that dark concept of time on that ride that they go through. Mm, kind of like if we get back to Inception, what them totems were. Yes. Was a reminder. Yeah, because who the hell needs ice cream in a snowstorm? Right, right. It, it doesn't make any... Even if we're doing it be at work, doesn't make any sense. Exactly. And remember I told you that whenever they... Like a movie wants to let you know it's another layer. Yes. It just do things that don't make sense. Right. Like, and I always go back to yes. us. Yes. And um, so from the beginning, once I noticed that, I, I realized this is a story about the mind. And another thing about his parents' house, mm-hmm. that whole house, like I think you you said this, was only was memories of the dog shaking. No, I kept shaking because it was a memory that got stuck right there with the dog. And if you look, the dog had a urine, had, had an urn. The dog was dead. There was dog was dead. Was dead as hell. <laughs> right. So why is he here stuck in this damn time loop? Right. Shaking his head, just shaking, just shaking, shaking, shaking. Is it is a, a memory ever, from Jake? And you ever notice? That he's never around until she mentions him. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like as soon as he's there, he's gone. And she loved the dog. Oh man, you know the dog. You're right. And and the, I really believe this perspective. And I think Jake knew everything. I think he knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it was so really cool. I just noticed the second time watching it <laughs> when all those ice cream cups were in that garbage. I realized they they kept coming here over and over and over and over again until. Until I believe the only difference was this time was the death, the death of the old man. Mm. I think that's what woke him up. I think the old man always drives off and then everything happens all over again. But I think when he stayed there, he died, you know, took his clothes off, walked with the (laughs) invisible pig. I think that stopped the loop. And that's why he woke up. They've been there many times before. School. The school, and, and I mean, I'm I'm sorry to take this cliched-ass um, role here. Oh, shit. You notice that most of the things in that school was blue? Her blue. outfit was blue. Outfit was blue. His outfit was blue. The janitor's outfit was blue. blue. The locker rooms were blue. The lockers, yeah, were blue. It was a little hard to get something to consider decoding that scene, mm-hmm. but it hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. Truth. Mm. It's all truth. It's all okay, going to this school which was like a different mental path but this is where the truth resides. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake gets missing which further lets me think that is her story. Mm-hmm. Okay, Because Jake's like, no, nah, that's pervert! I'm going after the pervert. She's like, no, don't do that. And she's stuck in this car. And then she finally decides to go in and everything's blue. She talks to the janitor. And it's almost like she tried to play it off that she didn't know that the janitor was Jake. That's what kind of makes me realize that Jake is, like, closing off and compartmentalizing things. Like he hides certain things from, like the left is hiding certain things from the right side of the brain. But you notice after she hugs the janitor mm-hmm. and she goes and finds him, there in the hallway, you see another version of them behind them that come out. Mm-hmm. They're dressed in blue and they're dancing. All right. This dance, I feel, represents the dance and the marriage scene represents the time when the mind was cool. 
Mm-hmm. The time when the mind was working well. They danced in time, in sync. Because before, with the with the scene with the janitor in the school, when them two, when them same two dancers were dancing before, her leg hit the locker door. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like the brain wasn't quite right. Like there's a mm-hmm. there's a glitch in her brain. But in this scene that I'm talking about. It goes back into a place where the mind is one, mm-hmm. where it's equal, where it's balanced, where it's harmonious, to the point where it's a marriage. Mm-hmm. And so, the guy that comes out to take her and eventually attack the guy towards the end, that's the beginning of schizophrenia, because you notice that it started snowing in there. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I meant to ask you. In a, in one of our older installments, you mentioned something about water being about mentality. Do you think it's the same for snow, or does it mean something else? Because there's a lot um, of snow in this movie. Yeah, um, yeah, I think with snow, now I'm kind of going back in different films I watched with with this kind of snowy kind of kind of deal. But just sticking with this movie here, um, I think the snow um, represented uh, a negative thing, not like rain. It was a negative thing, more so like remember she kept trying to beat the snow because the, maybe the snow blinds, the the snow hinders clouded judgment, clouded judgment, um, and that's why she wanted to get back home to, to make it through the storm. I have changed. So he's saying like. Don't worry, I have ways to navigate through this psychological break we're having because I know what's happening. I have a way to navigate through it. But she's like trying to rush to get back home. He's like, he's like, basically, his demeanor is like, there is no home. Because he has no urgency to take you wherever you want to think you want to go. There's no, no hope, but she doesn't know that. Um, again, because I, again, I think she's just, she's just the, 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 she's a, the side character in, in this story. Uh, damn, uh, I had a point about that friend I, I wanted to make, but I, I lost it. I guess it's snowing in my goddamn brain right now. <laughs> it doesn't even snow where we live. I guess it's my goddamn I guess it right snows now. somewhere, huh? Um, I, 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 you know, just talking, hearing what your thoughts up on it and thoughts I'm getting, like even the even the final act which is loopy as hell. Like if you're not, <laughs> all right, if you if you're not like really into the coding. You probably turn that fucking movie off at that point. You know what I mean? <laughs> it just go extremely left field. Oh, this point I, I, I was trying to make actually. Okay. Um, when she met the janitor in the room. Uh, in that you room. Mean in the hallway. In the hallway, right? Right. Um. Um. I know you say you, you, you believe in Jake. Well, I, I don't believe that's Jake. I believe that is a janitor from her past. That she's re- that that there. I'm, I'm not saying there. Not she and he there remembering because at first she spoke about something or whatever and then um he got emotional looking at her like he like 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 he remember her and then um and then she looked at him as if like if she smiled at him like i remember you from my childhood and i remember jake saying things like um uh i, I love that train though but um, even when he offered her the shoes, I think that happened in a memory, and that's why when Jake did it, she was like, "No, no, no," and she but she took it. But when he offered it, he, she was like, "No, that's for you." Almost like it was a memory that she was refusing to accept as an actual memory, and that's why he got emotional, you know. And he said, like, "No, I don't see nobody else. I just see you." I mean, see, I'm like, it's just one person. Like, I, I, I just see you as, as, as nobody else. But I think her character has such a reluctance to understand that where she was, how she would ignore certain things, you know, how she would just bypass certain behaviors, uh, almost like she's fighting the system, so to, so to speak. And then in the last dancing, I totally agree with you. I believe that was a quick synopsis about 
the whole idea of um truth like like this this is the truth and i think when the when the the man killed the other one i think that was representing of the cycle how it happens schizophrenia wins schizophrenia wins and wins and wins and wins takes down a piece of the mind and all the janitor does is clean it right back up but then he took his own life and i believe that represented of overcoming the the illness whatever Wow, I never would have thought I would have got this much for this movie. That's crazy deep, friend. Um, a lot of it I agree with, but I still think it's her perspective. Mm-hmm. And that eventually she gave it over to Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that Jake is the janitor, and the house that they ended up in it, it's like a weird time machine. So let me ask a question about the genre real, real fast. If if that was the case, well, why do you think they? Why do you think they chose not to make him an older version of that? You know, like they like with makeup or what? Like how they did the parents? How they put the parents and like makeup make them look older? Why didn't they do that with the janitor? Old, young, old, young. Because they didn't want to reveal right away that the janitor was Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, just like. There's a lot of personalities happening because Jake, ah, okay, the scene in the restaurant where the guy asked for the Santa Fe burger, kind of looked like the janitor, didn't it? Kind of. I can't recall his face. Well, it was it was probably a different guy because they did cut off to the completely off guard. Yeah, but when she was helping with when when the dad showed up with that raggedy nightgown. With the baby food on it, she said that they met in the restaurant. Like the story changed up. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he, she said that he asked about the Santa Fe burger. Uh-huh. Jake was the old man in the booth. She's Yvette or Yvonne or whatever her name was, the waitress. Uh-huh. I don't know who Nimrod is. I just thought that was kind of weird that the character was named Nimrod, which. At the end, when they sat down, she's like, I needed that job. And see, that's how I knew it was her, too, because she said she had to hurry up and get to her shift. Mm-hmm. The shift is usually restaurant situation. But then at the same time, I'm kind of like, hmm. girl, you lost it because, like, Tommy, you ain't got no damn job. <laughs> but, but I remember her using multiple excuses why she had to leave. I remember one. No, everything was, I got to go home because I got a paper to write and I got a shift. I got to go to work in the morning. Those were the two that she was using. And him saying that he got the chains, that was trying to provide a sense of security. It was almost like that last little thread of reality before the mind breaks for real. Mm -hmm. It's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's okay. I got the chains. I got the damn chains. Mm -hmm. We're going to get back. Mm. Which is funny because in actuality they never do go back, do they? Not in the way they no. Because no. now I'm trying to understand what was that last part about. With him singing? Yeah. I, I it's think... like bad makeup. Like everybody's supposed to be. Yeah, old. yeah. That's that's what that's what point I want to make. I think that whoever the real person is, meaning like the the real physical body, whoever the mind they're in is a very old person. Because remember, Jake has an issue with growing old. He doesn't want to be old. Id. Huh? The id. The id? Yeah. There's id, ego, and super ego. Mm -hmm. When it comes to psychology, id is the childlike part of the brain. Mm. And even he said, said, I feel like a child inside. That's that's kind of how he said it. But I think he's an old man. I think he is a... Right, I think I think he is a physicist. I think at the end, I think that he was an accomplished physicist who were, who was dying and reflecting on passing and also dealing with um, with the illness and and schizophrenia and whatever other illness. Um, Do you think that that whole theatric scene at the end is him coming to terms? Yes, and probably dying. I, I think I think with maggots in his. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause where did that animated pig come from? Uh-huh. That's that's. And, 
like that pig was spitting game too. Yeah, he was. He that was. pig was like, Cuckoo listen, talk. somebody, somebody got to be the pig with mag- maggots. Mm. I got to look at the draw. Somebody got to do it. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, uh, oh, what's the name of the movie, by the way? Because this is clearly an ep- uh, installment, like clearly. Yeah, I already covered all that. The name. Na- oh, beginning. you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Forgetful Jones. Yeah. Right. So, guys, listen, um, I'm going to talk to you all now because, you know. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, before you do, before you do. There was a couple of things that came to my attention with the way, the meaning story. When mom was sitting at the table and she asked how they met and she said something about going to trivia night. Mm-hmm. Trivia night never happened. Mm-mm. No. How did you figure um, for when she was talking to the janitor, because she 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 paid a whole other story. She was like, I was with my girlfriend, and I already had a boyfriend, and then this guy was just gawking at me. You know what I mean? Almost like they like nothing ever happened. Well, my understanding of that, and that's why she couldn't remember when he looked like. She was like, I don't know. It's like remembering a mosquito bite forty years ago. My understanding of that monologue was basically that she was there with her homegirl and that because there was a guy staring at her, she was like, I wish that my boyfriend was here. Mm -hmm. It's a rhetorical boyfriend. Mm -hmm. It's not a real one. It's just Mm -hmm. somebody that stopped this guy from staring at Mm him. And we don't know if that part is true either. Right. But what made me realize that Trivia Night wasn't real was because of one thing. The other name of the trivia group that he came up with uh-huh. is called Ipsaity. Ipsaity is individuality. Uh-huh. It's the uniqueness of self. So if you're in a so-called trivia group and you're talking individuality, uh-huh. that kind of cancels out the story. Yeah. You weren't in a real trivia group. Thus, it didn't happen. Uh-huh. Um, the eyebrows of that guy they were talking about, I looked it up. Man, the eyebrows were bushy. It was almost a unibrow. What? Oh, okay. Um, the name of the 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 name of the actual trivia group, Brezhnev's eyebrows. Oh, okay. That's he's a Soviet communist guy or whatever. I looked up his eyebrows. They were real bushy, real thick, real heavy, uh-huh. and it looked like sometimes it could be a unibrow. Sometimes he kind of shaves it down. Which I kind of look at that as singular. Uh-huh. So let's tie that in into obscenity, tie that into individuality, tying that into a trivia group, thus trivia night never uh-huh. occurred. Uh-huh. We yeah. don't even know if the diner story actually happened because it right showed now. up as a movie directed by Robert Zemeckis which is funny he's an actual director he did not direct that movie but he did okay using his name in it Uh, the only thing that that happened was his name he was never in the movie (laughs) but he thought that was a nice joke Uh and so he was okay with it yeah um yeah, I think I think at the end when you know they were clapping and everything, mm-hmm. uh, and she gave him the thumbs up, mm-hmm. almost like, man, yeah, like I mean, this perspective of the movie could be from her, from him, you know what I mean? But they're the same one anyway, so you know. Um. The same one. Okay, one last thing. I don't know. The one question to answer. Mm-hmm. Remember when she finally picked up the phone and the guy was talking and mm-hmm. then he said there was one question to answer? Mm-hmm. What the hell is the question? Because mm. I sure they don't have the answer. Do you have that written down what they said? No. No? Mm-mm. I can't be in charge of everything. <laughs> one question to answer. Maybe what's real? Um, let's see. Because at the end, he did say he accepts. He accepts. 
It accepts everything that comes with this award. Mm-hmm. Oh. What, how I also knew that they were one and the same, they both kind of stuttered. Yeah. At different parts of the story. Yeah. When they get excited, like the mom. Right. Have you noticed that at the table, she was she started to mirror the mom in the way she spoke? She, yep. she would start mirroring, mirroring She the was kind of mirroring mom when she was in the car talking about those movies. Mm-hmm. Even though Yvette showed up, or Yvonne, Yvonne, even though Yvonne showed up, it was like, okay, your voice is changing. Where did this cigarette come from? Right. And is that Yvonne? Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. Okay. Because I thought when she was talking like that about movies, I thought she was kind of morphing into his mom. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I watch it again, I'll probably see that he morphs into someone else, too. When he starts spazzing out mm-hmm. about these sticky cups in the car. That Which is all movie. to do about nothing thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Right. And, and how all paths, whatever, would lead to the school. And every time they, he would actually ask to get ice cream, they would not eat it. And they would lead down the same road every every time. Even even when like he said somebody somebody saw him, first of all you couldn't see nobody peeking out of a hole through the snow, and then <laughs> and then he said he was like I'm uh he's like oh I I'm familiar with that look, almost sound yeah. like I am him and he is me oh and I remember I I know that look. I remember having a thought at the end like how many times does this girl mentally die? Mm-hmm. I feel like she's gone through many deaths in this movie. Like, just a cut off of an idea, getting in the car, realizing that the background of the car as they were going in is white, Mm. and as they're leaving, it's black. I don't want to sound cliche about that, but beginning and end, Mm -hmm. while they talk about how time is, you know, not a time and age is not a thing to... Mm-hmm. That is governed by the mind. This kind of makes you wonder. Yeah. So, any closing thoughts? Any closing thoughts? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the movie was fantastic. Um, it was what I thought it was. Like it came out last, like last year. Okay. And I saw the trailer. I always wanted to see it, but I never knew the name of it. Out of mind, out of sight. Um, it's definitely one of my movies. Like I, I love the <laughs> the thoughts of what the, the story of like internal things being displayed in a physical manner. Um, if I had to give it, you know, uh, how we get it five snowballs? Let's see. I'll give it about four, I'll give it about four and a half snowballs. Okay. Four and a half snowballs. I liked the movie till it got to to pretty much the end. Mm-hmm. Um. I may watch it again because it's complexities. It is. I feel like that this is something, you know, even though we're giving our first thoughts in an unfair shot of watching it. Well, I saw it once. You saw it, what, twice now? One one and a half. (laughs) One and a half is fine. Um, Yeah, it's enough to revisit. And it's enough to wrap your mind around it. Just Mm -hmm. kind of analyze it analyze it with a friend please yeah and i feel like in the movie everything mattered like everything had a significance to it and it because the movie was too detailed like even with looks even with background stuff even remember when she walked into the house and saw the decor yeah. she was she was looking like weird but like you're like for what it's just old people decor but almost like i know this even with the girl and the and the thing like i know her like, I know her from somewhere. I'm beginning to wonder. Because I know where she knew that girl from. Where? That was the girl that was passing by in the hallway that the janitor was talking about. He was talking about seeing these kids later, like mm. in a supermarket or whatever. When he said that part, there was a girl walking past. Dark hair. Mm-hmm. Same girl. Same girl in the ice cream mm-hmm. shop. Yeah, with the rashes. It's story of the mind. That's yeah. why I'm like... They're all one and the same yeah. because she's like, I've seen this girl before. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Heffa, you see him through the eyes of the janitor as she was passing by going to class. Right. So so this whole world they in it is is just a a, a fucked up weird memory. It's a big memory. And they're actually walking and playing out throughout this memory. Yes. That time is, you know, I think they're really old because I think they live to see their parents old as fuck and to deal with that. And uh, it just all played out and went, damn, that's really fucking I just dope. thought it was weird how when the mom was old, the dad was young. Mm. Youngish. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, what kind of weird duality, male, female, and crazy, a, sane. unstable mind. Right, because even the, what is that, Tarrytown? Mm-hmm. When it when when the little commercial came up through the janitor's mind, she was kind of you know black and white mm-hmm. on her blouse, and I was like, huh, okay, more duality, great, mm-hmm. male female. And, and that probably was a thing when he was whoever this character was was a kid. Yeah. No. Please understand that even after all of this, I still think we're. Scratching surface. Me too. I I think I think there's an extra there's one more layer under under the layer we're talking. Now I mean we're, we're like three layers deep. Yeah, but, but still, I, I think there's I think there's a I think there's a fourth level to it. That's why I wanted to kind of watch it again, um, and, and just start paying more attention to to like things okay. like like the pig, um, the animal, like the pig and, and the two sheep. Like the symbology, the, the symbolism of those two. I, I oh, you mean, the, you mean the future pork chops of America? The future pork chops of America. Because the way that ham was on that table, I don't know. Oh, man, I think we got an episode name. What? <laughs> what did you just say? Future pork chops of America? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's end it. We almost like that. Yes, because we were thinking about ending things, and now we shall. Now we shall. Later, people. Later. <laughs>